Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. This is our weekly recap of Madam Secretary, the CBS drama. I'm Leon Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm joined by my sister, Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. And Julie, we have enjoyed doing these Madam Secretary recaps. And I can tell you, being out on our book tour, we've talked to people. The rest of the Satellite Sisterhood is enjoying these Satellite Sister recaps too. It's fun to Good. hear, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I like to hear that. And I and I like to hear that people who weren't watching the show have started to watch the show um, based in part because on our recaps, Leon. So that's good <laughs> yeah. because maybe it makes more sense if you've actually seen the show. <laughs> maybe. I, I think we do a pretty good job of recapping. Mm-hmm. All right. We're, we're in the middle here of season two. This week's episode is was called Catch and Release. A little fish reference we'll get to later. I thought it was a particularly good episode. I liked it because it was a neat little 60-minute package where you got one really good storyline that you could see from different points of view. I really enjoyed this show. Julie, for me, it was a Madam Secretary triathlon. First, you had Madam Secretary fishing. Then mm-hmm. you had Henry running. I enjoyed Oof. that scene. I did too, Liam. <laughs> and then... Too. I like it couldn't get any better. You had some kind of wonderful Eric Stoltz carving a chicken. I mean, what was happening there? That was fantastic, wasn't it? It was, Lynn. It was outstanding work by all three actors. Yes. Yeah. I would like actually I would like to see the just the we're aging fantastically face off between Eric Stoltz and Rob Lowe. Like I, I just think those John Hughes men of the eighties, they are still looking good. I mean, Eric Stoltz looked fantastic, didn't he? Yeah. He, we, I can see you have a cr- crush on him later. And I, I thought he totally, Oh, good. I've had a crush on him since I was 13. Julie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's no secret okay. there. Come on. Okay. <laughs> I, so, uh, yeah, so that was, it was just exciting. There was a lot of action, as you can tell, in this particular episode, Catch and Release. But here's the thing. It was basically one big storyline they were following. And I like this storyline because it is actually happening and it's in the news. And it was the idea of an American-born ISIS member. And so what we see the opening is one of those, what's become, unfortunately, something we've seen a lot, these terrible beheading videos. Uh, an ISIS member beheading an American soldier or an American aid worker. And um, and then we learn very quickly, ma- they managed to do the intelligence in like rapid fire uh, manner that he is an American born um, student. He was a college student. He is the son of a State Department employee. He was radicalized after his father's death from uh, a Parkinson's, Huntington's disease, right? Huntington's. Yes. And, uh, and now now he's joined ISIS and he's wreaking havoc on American um, NGO workers over there, right? Yeah, I thought that was that was such an interesting character. I mean, first of all, it was ripped from the head. Yeah, I liked it. it. Was yeah. you know was very uh, uncomfortable watching that you know that the very familiar scene of the black you know the black ISIS you know executor and then you know the orange jumpsuit. 
but the character of the son, that he would be the, the son of a State Department employee that had probably traveled around, had not lived in the U.S., you know, so that, you know, um, that uh, and that just got attached to a different culture other than an American culture after the death of his father, I thought was was a very interesting and well-written character. Yeah, that's why I thought it was just really tight, because that's one of those things. The writer was Alex Cooley-Paul. And so that's one of those things, like, you're just drawing all the stories together. So that was a good detail that uh, her, his mother had been in the State Department. He'd gone to the American International School in Egypt. He'd learned Arabic. He'd come back to the States, went back to Egypt during the Arab Spring, and, you know, was radicalized there. But uh, I, if you if you recognize recognized his mother of course that was Blair Waldorf's mother from Gossip Girl <laughs> oh I didn't know that oh yeah okay. yeah fashion designer Eleanor Waldorf now uh mother of an American ISIS you member. know and actually the mother is I, I I don't know her but she was a tremendous actress because in the scene where she watches the video of her son who is you know is camouflaged in the black outfit but she, you know, when she is recognizing that it is her son and that is her voice and the terror that she has, you know, that she expresses on her face was so well done. I thought that was a very good it scene. It was a very good scene. And, you know, when you read the headlines of these Amer radicalized Americans, that's what you think about if you have children, uh, you know, particularly sons, I think. But there have been young women who have been radicalized. You think, what must their parents feel like? Yeah. And so I, I thought that was really impressive. She's an actress. Her name is Margaret Collin, uh, AKA Eleanor Waldorf fashion designer, but she was, that was a really effective scene. And again, we have said in the past, we love how Madam Secretary handles things. She didn't say a word. She just played the video. And then we saw the reaction of the mother when she realizes this is her son. Mm -hmm. uh, so the storyline moves forward on sort of all fronts. She has a very power. There's the president finally like woke up this week. Right? Lee, he was listening to you. Last <laughs> I know. Complained that the president was just, he wasn't really, he wasn't stepping up. He wasn't being enough of a commander in chief. Well, he did this week, didn't he, Liam? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He, he said, I don't care. We got to get this guy, kill him if you want. I don't care. We don't need to take him alive. We just need to take him out. I think was the line. And he, he like raised his voice and he really got into it. So yeah, president woke up. Uh, but in the meantime, who's caught up in this idea of the threat to all, um, you know, aid workers on the borders there, uh, is, is Bess's brother, Madam Secretary's brother, Dr. Eric Stoltz, who is, <laughs> <laughs> What was his real name? Reed? What was Tyler. his name? Tyler. Tyler? Whatever. Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. Yeah. Oh, he didn't look like a Tyler. Okay. Uh, I don't know. All I know is there he is, like, in the flak jacket operating uh, somewhere on the Syria-Pakistan border. And then the next thing you know, he's in front of Madam Secretary's Georgetown um, apartment, Georgetown Brownstone. And uh, they're getting into it like brothers and sisters do. He's accusing Madam Secretary of, you know, not really understanding the situation, not caring about the actual people on the ground. And she's saying he's naive. It's not just, it's so complex. You can't possibly judge me from, you know, your point of view. Um, so, and to, to work this all out, Julie, to have the heart to heart they need to have, what do they do? They, they go fly fishing. They go fly fishing. Like in the middle of Madam Secretary's busy day in an international crisis, 
She whips off the plaid shirt and the and the and the hip boots, and they go fly fishing. Where was I that? I mean, I don't, first of all, where was that? I where mean, I don't know because that wasn't the Potomac River, but uh, but that was. I mean, that's there's only I I don't know in what those are like really waspy families that you decide to deal with um, family conflict and go you know go to the uh, river uh, to fly fish. But here's the thing: I think Teo Leone. What, can actually fly fish because okay. I was watching her cast. Now, as you know, Leanne, I'm married to a fly fisher, yes. fisherman. And I have, uh, for 30 years, I've stood in the river and the river does not run through me. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I just, uh, but I have taken all kinds of lessons, tips, but I could see that she really knew how to cast. I mean, she was, you're supposed to tip your hat, Leanne. That's, that's the motion um, that you're supposed to get with your fly rod and oh. And the line, you tip your hat. Okay, I couldn't do it. I don't know what I was doing. Uh, but, but her brother, Doctor Eric Stoltz, as you call him, he uh, he was like sitting on the rocks. No one fishes like that, Liam. No okay. one, no, no self-respecting fly fisherman like sits on the uh, sits on a rock to fish okay you're in the river okay and of course she catches the fish Leon, and she looks like she did a very good job getting it in the net because if i actually caught a fish i usually just scream that's that's what i do when i fly fish but she was amazing how she went and her hair she oh. managed to even though she, you know because you're you're in a river, Leon, and right. you got got some horrible hat on. Yeah, she, she didn't have hat head or anything like that. So I, I don't know how she did that. It did look like they had honestly just ordered those clothes from a fly fishing catalog, and yes. they had arrived yes. that morning and they put them on. Yes, so they were supposed to be these experienced fishermen, but you know she looked spectacular, and I mean he was made for fly fishing gear. So uh, <laughs> yes, even though he didn't know what he did not know what he was doing, he, he looked, could take. I could teach him a few lessons. That's what I. That's. But during the the forty five minute fly fishing trip somewhere just north of Washington D C, um, Leone, as Madam Secretary did manage to wrest a critical piece of intelligence out of her husband uh-huh. or out of her brother. And this is why you know having a sister in the CIA, former CIA sister, like we could have learned a few things from our brothers, right? It made me think which one of us was in the CIA. We could have really figured out stuff about our brothers, but she managed to get out this piece of intelligence about how does he, how does he get medicine, you know, into these, uh, you know, dangerous territories and the whole black market and medical couriers and people who have pharmaceutical drugs and high end. And this is how they work. And sometimes they work for the good guys and sometimes they work for the bad guys. So, you know, little bit of, that a uh, little bit of how we, uh, you know, tracked um, Osama bin Laden, follow the courier. She goes home from the fly fishing trip. She she changes like in her closet. What's in that closet? In her I don't know. I know that I know that her assistant Blake is constantly putting putting new clothing in there. But she she was like Superman. She went in there, you know, in her fly fishing plaid shirt and came out and there was that same white blouse. The blouse, uh, her signature white tie blouse. Yeah. Yes. Signature white tie blouse. But she's got it now. She's sort of putting together the details that this American ISIS uh, fighter, he also has part Huntington's disease like his father. His mother sent a boatload of money over to him, $8,000. Oh, it's to get the medicine. So Bess rushes to the president with this intelligence, like we got to follow the medical courier. He's, he's going to need drugs today. I love that. 
Well, sure. Right. It's TV. We got to wrap this up in 60 minutes. So we got to get him some <laughs> but meds you gotta give it. You got to give it to Madam Secretary. The light bulb is always yeah. goes off. I mean, that she solves it. In, <laughs> that, that she solves these things in an hour, Leanne. We're so grateful. <laughs> it does not 10 years. We're not tacking, tracking the career for 10 years. No. But I thought that, again, it was a very interesting storyline. And the idea that in the chaos of these, you know, of these, of these countries that the black market would work more efficiently than, you know, than actual markets. That's probably true. And that's, that they're probably, you know, that's how people with, you know, illnesses, that's probably how, you know, how they get their drugs. So that was good. I liked it. And they do, they track the medical courier with the drone, which created some great visuals for the show. That's a good idea. And then, uh, and then we see the medical courier meet the American ISIS guy. We know it's him. He's getting the drugs and boom, that's the president decides not to take him alive. Even though Bess, who's now sympathetic to the mother, you can see there's that moment where she's like, well, you know, maybe if we get him, he'd offer up some great intelligence. But the president just steps up as commander in chief and says, you know, get him. And so there's a drone strike and that's the end of the medical courier and the American ISIS. But this does not sit well with Dr. Eric Stoltz, who feels like he was used by his sister, right? Yes. He's, you know, he's very upset about that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so there is a little bit of bad blood as they, as they end, but Bess is not done. She is not done building bridges. She, she wants, uh, she hands him a ticket to go, where was he going back to? Sam gonna, Summer. Somewhere. Yeah, I, somewhere, somewhere I think he was heading back through so, Istanbul. Okay. Yes, somewhere in the Middle East. But first he has to go to London because he has to see his daughter and uh, who he's basically abandoned. So right. Bess is building bridges with her brother and his daughter. So she's, well, I mean, she's she working it call, all the time. It was a long day for her yesterday. <laughs> I know. I mean, well, she did call her brother narcissistic and said he was an adrenaline junkie and he needed to pay more attention to his daughter. So she gave him a ticket. Yeah. Back, but, but you got to go visit the daughter. So. Right. And he reluctantly took the ticket and you have some sense that perhaps, Leon, uh, you'll see the brother again. Yeah, let's hope. Let's I I, I hope. I Yeah, I, I, I hope there's like a study abroad semester in London for the, the, the daughter who makes bad choices. Maybe she'll make a good choice and she'll go to London. But the last scene, there's Henry. Uh, like sitting in the moonlight in one of those window seats where no man ever sat. And <laughs> I had the exact same thought when I saw that picture. I was like, what man sits in a window seat? Men don't sit in window seats, do they? No, no, not when there's a couch anywhere in the vicinity. Uh, so, and then uh, Beth snuggles up with Henry and, and that's how the end. The other second storyline was much was emotional. It just continued the Russia thread. So we wrapped up the American ISIS, but the Russia thread continues. We saw poor Dimitri, uh, the the student that Henry has turned, get involved in the life of another student, Ivan. You knew from the first scene in this storyline, Julie, what was going to happen. Things were not going to go well with closeted homosexual Ivan, who is allegedly being called back to Russia to be uh, humiliated and imprisoned. And Dimitri tries to save him, get him to defect to the United States, and that goes poorly, right? Yeah, it, no, I, it's really, it's a, it's a tragic scene. And again, but it's based in reality. I mean, that I think, you know, the, you know, the whole gay movement is still, has a long way to go in Russia, that, you know, that for, you know, that gays do not have the same freedoms and privileges that, that they have here in the U.S. And that, 
you know, that this army cap captain, this Russian army captain was not going to be able to live his life as a gay man in, in Russia. And he was going to be humiliated. And because he knew that he had, you know, he had no options to go back in, in the country that he loved. Again, yeah. like Dmitry, he really loved Russia, but he saw that he had no options to, uh, to live there. He commits suicide. And it's, uh, it's a very poignant scene. It is very poignant. Again, this is a very interesting storyline to me. It gives, well, first of all, it gives us a chance to see more Tim Daly. <laughs> yes, yes. At one point, Tim Daly was running. I mean, just, just that was good. I thought that was good. <laughs> scene but um and uh but it is a very poignant storyline so we know we're going to pick up with russia soon because we got sweeps weeks coming up and that is sort of the big arc that's going to last for the season i think but very tight little episode today julie i was left with one big question though i'm wondering what do you think is going to take me to get my husband to get his hair cut like tim daly's what (laughs) (laughs) what because i think he could do it but he just refuses to get a decent haircut should i show him the haircut do i what do i do well how do you think how what do you what do you think your husband's reaction is going to be could you look a little bit more (laughs) like this guy here but your husband has the hair, Leanne. He, he could do it. I he know. Could, I he know. He's a man with an almost full head of hair at this yeah. age. Yeah. He should celebrate it with a decent yeah. haircut. Yeah. Maybe you could just leave some pictures around. That's or, or maybe you could enlist one of your sons to go with your husband. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And we just take this picture of Tim Daly. Hey, Dad, why don't you get your hair cut like this? No, I thought, you know, he looked good this show. All right. In our binders full of blouses, not a lot of blouses today, uh, this episode, we had the signature white tie blouse. Um, and then we had the plaid flish- fishing shirt, which... <laughs> Which was good. But I do notice with the signature uh, tie uh, blouse that as it is sort of a a barometer, Leanne, it's at the beginning of the day, it's all sort of neatly folded. And depending on the episode and the crisis that Madam Secretary is dealing with, the blouse and the ties becomes more disheveled as the day goes on. So it's a very good emotional indicator of what's going on. That's oh something to keep our eye on. That's yes. good. You're right. Yeah. It's like a man in his tie loosening the tie. She's yeah. got the blouse. All right. Well, it's going to be another uh, big month for Madam Secretary. So stay tuned here. We love doing this recap show. If you're just joining us for the recaps, you know we do uh, many other podcasts during the week, and I've done so for 15 years. We would love you to check out SatelliteSisters.com, or you can find all the shows on iTunes. Besides TV, we talk about other things from world events to life to to work, to job, to families. We cover a lot of ground on Satellite Sisters, and we would love to have you join us regularly. We usually post two podcasts a week, but we have a lot happening in the next couple months. So we have all these special episodes going up and uh, interesting interviews with people. So we would love you to get on board with the Satellite Sisters bandwagon. Go to SatelliteSisters.com. All right, Jill, you have any plans for the week? What do you have oh, to Oh, busy weekly, Elaine. I got to really um, sort of uh, make sure, preview all the places I'm going to recommend for the big satellite sister event here in Dallas. Yeah. Okay. I'm going right. to have a full day, including the side trip to Waco, Texas. <laughs> okay. All righty. No, sounds good. Sounds good. All right. We're the satellite sisters. Don't forget, call your satellite sister. 